Welcome everybody to the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. I'm Richard David. And we are back again with another podcast this week to help everybody master their credit score and get the extra credit that you guys deserve. Richard, good morning. How are you? Drinking from my Bills cup. They're going to lose again this week. But otherwise, I'm okay. Talk about optimism. So this week, we are going to be talking about uh, a very good question that we received. And this is something that we've touched on before, but it really just kind of revolves around, should I pay somebody to fix my credit? Hmm. And I think it's such a, like, you know, it's like, okay, so they're expecting a yes or no answer. And you just don't get a yes or no answer when you ask us a question. Because, of course, our answer is it depends. Well, let's make the the show short and just say yes. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. See you next week. (laughs) And then we got to definitely disclose that, too. It's a a bit of a, um, I mean, we're going to try not to be biased since Mm -hmm. we are in the credit repair business. And so hopefully you guys, you know, you've been listening to us for a while. We've been doing this show now for nine months. And so hopefully you listen and you, you you are able to say, yeah, they at least spoke being objective and we couldn't tell that they are in the credit repair business because I really want to break down that answer of should you pay somebody to fix your credit? I mean, it's it's a legitimate question, I guess. And when you when you look at like, I don't know, finance gurus, if you will, like the Susie Ormans or the Dave Ramseys or just people who consider themselves to be in the personal finance space they're likely going to say no. You should not pay somebody to fix your credit. Um, I think it's a ridiculous notion. I think that to to simply say no, you shouldn't pay someone to do something because you know their their reasonings. If I'm not mistaken, is it's something you can do yourself yeah, or something. Always, so, so. It's always the the basis for the answer is do not pay, do you you why pay them when you can do it yourself. Listen, guys, I, I use an analogy all the time. I mean, it may be very basic, but it's it's realistic. Um, I can change the oil, oil in my car. I can mow my own lawn. I can do my own plumbing. I can do all of that if I really wanted to, but I don't want to. A, I don't have the time, and B, even though I have some you know some knowledge, what if something happens that I don't know about? I might mess things up, or, or I might cause make things to be worse than they really are. Um, I'd rather hire a professional that's going to come do it right, uh, do it the first time and not have to deal with it and then spend my own free time doing what I, I need to be doing. That's how I feel about things. You know, it's, it's a great analogy. And then to add on that, um, I mean, technically, you, you can file your own taxes, too. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and then with that same analogy, some people's tax returns are so simple that they can do it themselves. Yes. Right? Maybe they can do it qu- really quickly on TurboTax. Um, or it's just something very simple. And then some other people's tax returns are extremely complex. There's a lot of different forms. And I think that credit and credit repair is the same way. Some people's credit situation is extremely simple where, yeah, you can probably get this done by yourself right away. And some people's credit situation is extremely complex, very nuanced, and it requires experience in order to make sure that you're going down the right path and doing the right things and not putting yourself in a more difficult situation than what you already are. So it's definitely complicated, um, you know, and and I I really appreciate like breaking down. Okay, so let's let's first talk about what credit repair really is. Like, I think that that's the other question that my question back to the client saying, should I pay somebody to fix my credit? Well, you know, technically is do you even understand what credit repair is? Like, what are you actually paying for? Um, and you know we can even use some of the 
some some of the traditional like bigger credit repair companies like Lexington Law, they've been around for a very long Quite time. Quite some time now. And and so I think since the early nineties. I mean, they're like old. Um but they've just been around for a while. And the the whole point is I've been around since the nineties. <laughs> Am I old? <laughs> Good point. Um so really the point that I'm trying to make though is they've they've had this presence in the credit repair space for such a long time. Uh, if you're a consumer anywhere in the United States and you've looked for credit repair, there's a 99% chance you ran into Lexington Law and check them out. So what are you paying for when you pay Lexington Law their monthly fee? Because they charge a monthly fee. So they're normally going to be paying $99 a month or $120 a month, whatever, however it breaks down. And what are they paying for? You know, I'm not an expert at Lexington Law. I'm, I'm not an insider. I don't know exactly what they do. But I do know that for the most part, they have different packages with different fees. And essentially, they're going to be disputing accounts on your behalf to the credit bureaus. Um, whether it's one account or if you pay a higher package where they dispute multiple accounts or if you pay for a package where they dispute all the accounts all at once. In the end, that's what they do. They dispute accounts on your behalf to the credit bureaus in an effort to attempt to get them removed from your credit report. And I mean, that's essentially what most credit repair companies do. And mm -hmm. so what you're actually paying for is for this company to write a letter on your behalf and mm -hmm. send it strategically to creditors, mm -hmm. right? And there could be a variance between from company to company as to what letters they send and at what points in time. I mean, it, it's gotten really creative as to, okay, we're gonna send this letter, then that letter. But ultimately at the end of the day, you're paying a company to send letters for you. Mm -hmm. And so some people, just don't have the time to write their own letters. And so they would rather pay a company and they see value in that and say, okay, well, you, you take care of it. I pay you money. Great. And some people are like, no way I could write a letter in my sleep and they do it on their own. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it really, it breaks down to who, which consumer are you? Are you a do it yourselfer or are you someone that um, doesn't have the time or patience to do it? So I'm just going to pay somebody else to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and then it comes Onto the consumer to do their due diligence. There's a lot of choices to choose from. There's a lot of different credit repair companies, whether locally in your area, whether you 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 you're going with a national one like Lexington Law. Um, you, you know, so and it's your job to do your due diligence to make sure that the people you hire are actually experienced and that they know what they're doing, that you mesh with them, and that you understand the advice. Because then, on the flip side, there are a lot of people or consumers or uh, not consumers salespeople that just sell credit repair but don't actually do it oh they, yeah they just represent somebody and you don't really know what you're getting so they're just they just sell it and if if they sell it but they don't understand credit repair you're not going to get your money's worth please keep an eye out for those those type of uh companies or individuals um some credit repair companies do outsource all their credit repair they literally just sign you up take your money and then send it in this information to a different company out in who knows what state for them to actually do the work for you yeah i mean there's that exists out there and in fact there's one that's developed recently over the last year where it's like a pyramid scheme mm -hmm. and it's you know they try to recruit you to become a credit repair agent and so not only do you pay this monthly fee to get your credit repaired, quote unquote, but then you be, you can become a reseller of this service and you can recruit other people to resell this service. And they're calling themselves credit repair agents. It's a load of baloney. And none of them actually understand credit. They just sell the, the service. 
Um, and so, and really they're not selling credit repair. What they're selling is this business opportunity for you to become a credit repair reseller. And it's, it's a giant pyramid scheme. It's only a matter of time before it implodes. Mm. Gotta um, love those MLMs. Yeah. It, and it's, and it's not the first one that has been around. We've, we've seen credit repair MLMs, All you know, them. they come, they come in, they come and go and they get shut down. And so this one is only going to be a matter of time before it goes away. But again, you know, going back to what are you paying for? It's how you answer, should you pay for it or not? Because a lot of the people consider Lexington law and they go, well, it's a law firm and they're going to intervene on my behalf and it's $99 <laughs> a month. Sounds like a deal. But the, the problem is, is that they don't actually contact a creditor or a credit bureau and say, hey, we're a lawyer, we're representing this consumer, you know, do this, this, and this. They actually just write a letter as if you, the consumer, wrote it. So they, they don't even... Like the bureaus don't even know it's Lexington law that's behind this letter. Um, they, they write the letter as if it was you. So it's literally, uh, that's what they're doing. And again, I mean, that can be valuable in spots, but you sure. got to understand what you're paying for. And I think it helps, it can help you answer whether you should pay for it or not a little easier. Because there was for a very long time, there was this mystique and mystery of like, okay, so what are the credit repair companies actually doing? People didn't quite understand it. And now, I mean, it's 2018 and it's, I mean, it's transparency. Like this is what they're doing. And is it worth it? Well, you know? in all fairness, that's what a lot of credit repair companies are doing. Not all credit repair companies simply send out letters. There are, and th there are companies that do more as, and someone just mentioned calling creditors, calling collectors, you know, figuring out what the nuances of the problem that you're facing are, because not everything is just so black and white. Um, you can have a collection for a number of reasons, and each different reason has a different solution. Yeah. So, you know, if a simple letter isn't going to get it done, you know, that's when, or like, for example, us, we innovate a solution for you if, if, if one doesn't already exist. And that's how you determine whether... A, a credit repair company is hireable or not, if you should pay them or not. Yeah. You know, we've we figured out a couple of things throughout the years as far as credit repair is concerned. And I feel like we've really found a sweet spot as to, okay, this is how we operate and this is how we can, you know, ethically and legitimately help consumers. And I'll give you a very good example. Yesterday I had a conversation with a consumer. He called me. He was very straight up, very aggressive. And he said, I'm not going to lie. I've been working with this other company. Um, and I, I just feel like they're taking too long and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping maybe you can help me out. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And he just basically said, I've been with them for 11 months. I've been paying them a hundred dollars a month for 11 months. So immediately you're like, okay, that's $1,100. Got it. What do you want? And he says, well, I have a bankruptcy on my credit report and an American express charge off. Can you get that off? <laughs> And I just kind of sat there for a second and I said, okay, so this guy's being extremely um, specific with what he wants. And I just said, basically like, no, that's not going to come off. Um, and you can pay a hundred dollars a month for the, until the, you know, the remaining time until forever. And it's never going to come off. I was like, there's well, until the 10 years pass for the bankruptcy. Yeah. You know, until the statute runs for the, for the Amex charge off. Like it's just, that's a waste of time. And so this company, other company is stringing him along because he says he saw good results initially, so he knows that they can get things off. So they just keep stringing them along like, oh, next month we'll get them, next month we'll get them on the big deal, the bankruptcy and the charge off, right? But just because they got a couple collections off on the first couple of months, he, he's like, okay, so at least they do delete things. And I think that's like, okay, 
that just goes to show that the credit repair process, the dispute process that you do every month has a shelf life. There's mm -hmm. no reason you should be just paying a company for 11 months to dispute things. Um, Generally, after 90 to 120 days, the dispute process has worn itself out unless there is a, a legitimate reason or concern as to these companies aren't doing their job. You, you might have tangible proof that what they're doing is illegal or that they're verifying unverifiable information. Then maybe. But otherwise, no. After about 90 to 120 days, the dispute process has worn itself out. Yeah. So, you know, if you've hired a credit repair company before or you're looking into one, you really got to consider the fact that the models are set up for you to pay monthly and they're going to try to drag it out for as long as possible. But really, the dispute process should not go over three to four months. In rare cases, it can. But generally, you should dispute everything you need to dispute in that time frame and then, you know, reassess. Like what we would do is we would dispute, figure out what's disputable, go through the process, determine if it was verified accurately. And if so, we shift gears and begin to negotiate the account if it has to be negotiated. Because, I mean, I think the very big difference between the way that we operate our business and the way that other credit repair companies operate their business is we just simply sometimes tell a consumer, you have to pay this bill. And other companies will say, no, we're going to dispute it off. But the problem there is you're paying them $100 a month to dispute it off. And who knows how long it's going to take for them to dispute it off. The worst part, and what really upsets me, is when they literally say, we're going to get it off. Just keep paying us $100 a month. And they literally dispute it for like 18 months. And then they do get it off. But it's not because they're awesome. It's because it ran the seven-year statute. So they're like, the debt is five and a half years old. And they're like, oh, let us dispute it. And then, you know... A year and a half later, they finally get it off and they're like, oh, told you we got it off. And it's like, yeah, you did. But it was going to fall off on its own anyways because it ran seven years, not because you did anything of value for the consumer besides string them along. Um, so that those are really, really upsetting. Um, and that's that's just the credit repair space. I mean, that's where that's where people are at. I, I, I think that if you want to ask yourself the question is, should I pay for somebody to help me fix my credit? Or should I pay for should I pay for credit repair? I mean, you got to understand what credit repair is, what you're paying for, and then determine if it's something that is worth the value to you. Like, I feel that if you even let's just take Lexington Law again, just to pick on them. If you take them and they dispute everything on your credit report for a hundred bucks, and maybe they do it two to three months, two to three hundred bucks, they disputed everything. If that is worth your time in writing the letter, printing the letter, putting it in an envelope, sending it off, you know. And then doing your due diligence and waiting for correspondence and then yeah. looking at the correspondence and acting accordingly. If that is worth your time, then that's 200 to $300 well spent. But it's when you're with them for nine, 10 months that you might rethink your strategy because it's not that's not going to work. Um, and we're, the way that we like to operate is we like to say, we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. So we, we understand that we're going to go through the dispute process for three months. And then after that, we're going to revisit the, the credit report and the strategy and determine who we're going to pay and who we're going to continue fighting. And then we have a finite amount. Like we're not going to string a client along, pay us $100 a month until forever. We normally have a set dollar amount like, hey, this is how much this is going to cost you. You can pay us monthly, but there's an end to it. You know, if we're going to say this is a $700 file. Great. You're going to pay us $100 a month for seven months and then we're done. But we are accomplishing things for that for that amount of money. So mm -hmm. 
I think that that's a much better approach. It's much more transparent. And we've really never had an upset client. And we are honest with you about what you're going to have to pay and what you're not going to have to pay. Again, as Anselmo mentioned earlier, sometimes you have to take care of your accounts. Spending money disputing it will not get you anywhere, no matter how much ink you use. Actually, sometimes it makes the negotiation process worse. If you're trying to dispute something and then you go try to get a settlement offer, mm -hmm. they're probably going to be upset that you made them verify the account over and over again. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you definitely there's definitely strategy there uh, to go back to the actual topic at hand and answer the question you know um should i pair, pay a credit repair company another way you can determine is you know how much information does he actually have for you if you ask him a question and he's not able to answer you in a you know insightful manner or, or with it, with detail he's not worth paying for he, he's not going to do anything for you that you can't do on your own um, another, another example I give to my consumers is, you know, I can go to court on my own, you know, I really can represent myself, but I might not know all the laws or the techniques or the practices that are required to get through a certain problem. An attorney will. And, and so, you know, I'm not saying we're attorneys, but you know, you get the gist is that you need someone that is a professional or an expert in his field and you're going to know immediately after talking to them. Yeah, for the most part, when you speak to somebody, you can kind of quantify right away whether this person is, you know, speaking intelligently on a subject or whether they're just kind of making things up. I think or just have money eyes. Yeah. The thing about credit repair, though, is that it, it's technically like a lot of it is a mystery. There's so many myths. So they'll say, oh, we're going to send out this letter. If they don't verify within 30 days, everything's going to come off, you know, and that just sounds, oh, sounds, sounds legit. So let's do it. And, and so there's so much more to that. You know, that's not technically correct. It, it just is. It's very complicated, but it sounds right. And, and so people don't really understand credit repair. And the point of the show is to help the public understand credit repair so they can make better decisions. So, you know, we, we hope that we are able to answer that question and at least make you understand that it doesn't have a, a straight up answer. I mean, some people are straight up saying, no, you never pay for credit repair. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, I, obviously we've been helping people fix their credit for 12, 13 years. And so we have thousands of happy customers and, and they probably, I mean, unfortunately, some of them come back because life happens. Um, and that says a lot. If they come back to us, they, you know. You know, this is tooting our own horn, but, um, you know, I, I feel very proud that uh, I will call a collector and sometimes I'll even call a creditor and they straight up compliment us. They compliment me because, you know, they understand what we're attempting to do, but we do it in such a professional manner that they actually like it. They like working with us. I mean, when a debt collector gets a call from us, they most of the time know it's money. Yes. Like we're calling because we got money for them. You know what I mean? We're not calling to fight. If I call a debt collector, I got some money for you. Let's get let's get a deal done, right? But sometimes we call them to fight them, yeah. right? but we're not going to like literally fight them. We're just going to go through the facts and show me the contract and work something out. Mm -hmm. um, but it's that's why the debt collectors like us, because we call them and that money. Yes, but that's also why we're so successful, because if the dispute process isn't working or it's something that really needs to be paid, we take care of it in order to improve your score the right way without spending a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just... Point blank. That's the way the work. That's the way it works. Um, and I think that's what kind of separates a good credit repair company from someone who's just a simple letter service. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a letter service is fine, but you know, we there's that's not the end of credit repair. Like, I feel like you can't fix your credit without settling debt if you have bad debt. 
Like you got to do both. It's both. You dispute some things and you pay some things. Sometimes That's just the way it works. Sometimes you just have to establish credit. There are times when you literally just simply have to wait it out a couple of months. Yeah. So, guys, hopefully uh, we provided some value to you in, in this week's show. We know um, you got to take it with a little, small, small grain of salt because we are in the credit repair business. But we hope that our answers did not lead you to believe um, that we were in the credit repair business. We were totally not biased at all. Um, and we, we definitely not at made all. A, we definitely <laughs> made an effort to make sure that we're transparent and we shared with you guys our belief in, in the credit repair business and when and how you should vet a credit repair company, guys. So that's all for this week's show. Richard, you got something else? Um, no, at this point, uh, we will see you next week. Uh, the extra credit repair task of the week is do some homework. Uh, actually learn what a credit repair company is able to do for you and not able to do for you. Uh, a good source would be the Fair Credit Repair Organizations Act. Yeah, CROA. It's our Bible, and, and, and so that's the government act, federal act that governs credit repair companies and the way that they operate. So Credit Repair Organizations Act, CROA. Guys, I'm Anselmo Moreno. I'm Richard David. We'll see you guys next time.